The big if it is a beautiful crisp november day happy to have you as always we're back in the saddle for another exciting rip-roaring uh um pants splitting face melting episode of the big if uh, my name is luther i'm here with my co-host and let's be real people the reason you dial into this the main man d'angelo hopkins that's too kind of you. I think the team is the reason people are diving in, the dynamic we have together, but you're awfully kind. Hey, we don't have a reality TV guest or a independent music artist on today, do we? Uh, no, no. I think we postponed all of those. Uh, just, no to get, just to get one to ourselves today. We need a little time for ourselves, a little me and you time. I think everyone uh, needs a little bit of time for themselves, honestly. You know, just take like a, a mental time. Just take a, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. This is my big if challenge. If you take 10 minutes today to just say, this is the space I've made for myself. No judgment. I'm just going to check in with myself. Do like a little, uh, maybe close your eyes. Do a little meditation. Um, just bend over and breathe and stretch. Do like a forward fold and stretch. That's all you got to do. 10 minutes. And you're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to feel better that you made time for you. I, I have grown to love my me time. Uh, mm-hmm. I try to walk a very thin line of liking it a little too much. I think I need to make sure I've got a little human interaction but i i'm very comfortable by myself i as you know i've done the whole concert things by myself i go to sporting events by myself getting ready to embark on a little abroad vacation by myself i've grown to really love my me time oh man you know i I, i'm married and um prior to that i remember spending a lot of time with me a lot of time with me i was living by myself uh, you visited there, that place in downtown San Diego. Now, granted, I was surrounded by people, but I was in like a little studio by myself. Had a lot of me time, and a little bit, and too much me time be dangerous for old Luther. Um, then he crawls yeah. inside of his own head. He starts getting down on himself. He starts overthinking, um, and actually, in, to a larger degree, he just stops thinking. He's not as considerate as he uh, as he could be. Or he's not as vigilant or as proactive. He's just dull. Yeah, I, I feel like being left alone with my own thoughts for too long is a dangerous game to play as well. But yeah, um, I, you know, it's, it's on a year and a half now, so it's not as new as it once was. But I was thinking back in the day when my life was going through some changes that it was really the first time I had really lived on my own and spent a good portion of my time alone. I grew up, obviously lived in my parents' house through high school, went to a year away at college where I lived with a few roommates, came home and transferred back to Webster where I moved back in with my parents. Um, And then when I started uh, dating people, spent a lot of time with them, uh, bought a house, moved in with a significant other, uh, lived with them until that wasn't a thing anymore. And then, boom, for the first time ever, I was just living on my own. And it didn't happen until I was 36. That was crazy to think about. That is a little bit crazy to think about, but not unheard of. I don't think, I don't think people are necessarily meant to live alone. Um, not for really extended periods of time. Like, uh, and this is maybe a weird, a bad example because it's someone who's older. But when my grandma, like when my grandpa passed, I never, I never met my grandpa Lori, right? So when my grandma, um, I always grew up knowing her as just living alone, and she was that way until, oh gosh, like three years ago when she passed or something. And uh, it's just, uh, I don't think living alone was was is healthy. It's not a healthy thing. 
um, not for an extended period of time. And I would probably amplify it by saying not at end of life, but um, yeah, uh, it's although, although, okay, look um, for all of our, all of our single listeners out there in Trinidad and Tobago, all of our, um, you know, single listeners, living alone listeners out there. And um, where do we pick up the last time? Australia. Yeah, we did pick up an Australian listener. Uh, there was oh, also yeah. I'm, pulling up, I'm pulling up the map right now. There was another country in South America that kind of caught me off guard when I saw it. I think we called out Spain, and I don't believe we picked up any Spain. But as I look at the map, we have someone in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, I've been there. And we also have somebody in La Paz, Bolivia, capital Ooh. of Bolivia. Ah, so we've got, okay, so kind of going through the map as I look at it, we have North and South America, Mm -hmm. we have Australia and Africa have both had listeners, Um, Europe, we're all over Europe, we started big in Belgium, and then when we recap the, the circle game that I was on last time, some of the people that were in that game, I think we're listening because we picked up a lot in the UK and in Ireland. And as I look, India is considered Asia, correct? Yes. So if India is Asia, then that means we have six of the seven continents where people have listened to this. Oh, we just need to grab it. And we've talked about Antarctica. We need to grab an Antarctic listener so that we can, you know, nail all seven. Can you if there's anyone in, in Antarctica or going to Antarctica, or maybe maybe you and I should go to Antarctica just to download the episode. Um, I wonder if that would work, by the way. Uh, Can you just travel for pleasure to Antarctica? Or are you, is it only like... Yeah, they do cruises and stuff. They do like Antarctic cruises and stuff. I don't know um, how much they are. How It sounds it's kind of crazy, but... Um, just to put a cap on it for all of our single listeners across the world all yeah. of our not our, all of our living alone listeners i should say i don't mean to just crap on it completely because they're like the me time is like so amazing and the reason i brought up i was married earlier is because I, i've got a lot of me time here in my home my home office um but i can't have 100 me time me time because uh you know, the wife is around, which is great. And it keeps me fucking sane. Um, but uh, all of that to say, I don't mean to be crapping on your lifestyle. If that's what, if that's what you're into. It's just um, try not to, if you start crawling inside your own head too hard and you can sense it, get out and just take yourself out to grab a bite somewhere and be amongst people or something. Call somebody, okay. call your buddy, whatever. So I'm glad you, you brought that up. And this is all kind of going down rather organically. But I mentioned that I'm doing this trip. You know, I'm going on my trip. I'm doing yeah. it alone. A lot of me time. But I, I, I admit, I'm self-admittedly saying that I have some social anxiety and, you know, uh, have, you know, sometimes I'm in a really good mood and I can just walk up to anybody and make a conversation. But I would say... More often than not, I kind of crawl into a shell a little bit. And I went to Barnes and Noble today to pick up some books. I figured I'd have a lot of relaxing times and downtime. I'm not a huge reader, but I mm-hmm. want. I wish I like the idea of reading. I like the mm-hmm. the concept of reading. It's mm-hmm. just the execution that I sometimes fall short on. But I went to Barnes and Noble and I picked up three books. I got three books that I'm going to take with me. And I'll share them with you real quick. Uh, The first one that I picked up is called uh, How to Talk to Anyone, 92 Little Tricks for Big Success in Relationships. It's by Lyle Loundis. Lyle Loundis. (laughs) Hey, Lyle. So shout out to Lyle. Um, Hey, Lyle. Lyle, if you're listening. It doesn't have any like flashy like marketing on the front or anything, but uh, great typography. Like, I think it's um, I think uh, it stands out on a shelf. Look at it. it is flashy. It's like um, 
It's like the, uh, for all of our audio listeners, what I'm looking at is basically uh, like a traffic yellow, um, only, no, it's like a neon yellow with bright blue lettering, a big 92, number 92 in red. This is, this is, uh, this is clickbait. Okay. Well, then it got me. It did, it did its job because I, I picked it up. I kind of looked at the back. It says, have you ever admired those successful people who seem to have it all? They chat confidently at parties, speak well in business meetings, and have the best jobs, nicest parties, and most interesting friends. But they're not necessarily smarter than you or even better looking. What it comes down to is their more skillful way of communicating with other people. With Lyle Loundis's 92 easy and effective techniques, you will discover how to become a master communicator in life, love, and business. So, I love that. I, I, I look, I didn't mean to shit on this. Let me, I, I feel like I've stepped back a couple things already. I didn't mean to shit on this. It sounds like a cool subject. And actually, um, well, could we just pick uh, maybe, maybe just one? Not to, I, I don't want to um, give Lyle, you know, like free ads or anything, but pick just like one from the middle of the book and read that. Read what? what? Like the headline of the chapter name of the book. Okay. I just opened to a random page. It's okay. page 93. Uh, it, it says part three, and the title seems to be How to Talk Like an MVP. How to Talk Like, a VIP. like an MVP. Oh, I'm sorry. Like a VIP. See, reading is not my forte. How to Talk Like... <laughs> I even get simple little three-letter acronyms wrong. How to talk like a VIP. So How to talk like a VIP. Well, maybe the thing is... Okay, okay. How to make them feel you, quote, don't smile at just anybody. Ooh, so you have to to smile strategically. Interesting. How to make them want to thank you. Make them want to thank you. Wow. And one more, how to sound like you know all about their job or hobby. So those hmm. are some of the headlines through the various parts of this book that I'm going to take on. I am excited. Your thoughts? I'm really excited because these are the type of books that I actually really like to, or the type of, uh, it's the type of knowledge that I like. Um, I'll call it uh, social lubrication. The field like and study of social lubrication, um, because it's to a, to a degree, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, um, this is a low stakes uh, conversation. You know, I'm at Starbucks or something. Like, I'm not talking with my with my mom or my dad or um, you know my clients or anything. This is a low stakes conversation, um, so there's not much at risk. So. These are the areas that I, I like practicing these little social lubrication techniques. And I'm interested to hear which ones work for you and uh, which ones you try because it's such a fun, uh, it, it like begs for a social experiment. And as, as we've talked about, you know, um, I'm kind of at a, a fork in the road or like a, uh, an impasse with some potential future job type scenarios. And I feel like I could be in the f- near future, potentially in some conversations where I need to sell myself or need mm-hmm. to sound more confident. And mm-hmm. um, I want to be a little bit more fluent in those types of social interactions. Uh, I'm single ish. Um, but I, I would love to Ooh. feel more confident in those social romantic type conversations. Uh, yeah, just I, I want to be a better communicator, an active communicator, active listener um, in all forms of communication. So I actually I'm kind of excited to dive into this book. I hope it's a good read. Uh, I probably started on the plane on Monday when I take off. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I hope it translates into my life. Let me <clears throat> pose a challenge. Yeah. Uh, read one of those 
chapters, just one of them, any of them, um, or like browse like the titles of them and uh, read one of them and put it and just practice it at the airport on Monday morning. Okay, so you're saying like maybe after I get through TSA, read through a chapter and then try to find a way to put that first chapter into practice immediately. Yeah, yeah. Or ju just to test it. Not, you don't even have to, it, it really is practice. It's not like something that even has to work for you. Just to test it out. Okay. I can try that. <laughs> If you're okay, getting coffee or something at the airport, or uh, maybe maybe you read it and you and you talk to TSA, and you're like, "Hey TSA, um, uh, I uh, put this bin away for you," and they go, "Thank you," and you're like, "Yeah, that's how I get people to thank me." And maybe just maybe it will keep them from wanting to look through my uh, luggage, which I would prefer them not do. Um, well, okay. Here's here's another thought on on it. You could go into the line, you know, for TSA, and while you're in the middle of the line waiting, just yell out to everyone. Go, hey, everybody, uh, make sure that you take your shoes off, get everything metal out of your pockets. Um, you know, you probably have to take your iPads and uh, phones. And then when when you go up to the TSA person, they go, thank you. Like i I've been I say that all fucking day. All day, you have no idea. It's so nice to have somebody uh, do do my job for me. Well, I'm I'm certain that all the strangers that are at the airport at three thirty, <laughs> four o'clock in the morning will love taking directions from one of them. Just somebody not in uniform that's trying to just take charge of the situation. That'll win me over a lot of a lot of friends there early on on a Monday morning. I, I think you just said it. You you're, you step in and you just take charge of the situation. And if there hey, is no guys, situation, I got you make one. the situation. <laughs> All right. Let's talk real okay, quick. Let's about the second book. book. What's the second book? Yeah. This one, um, it's, uh, it's called How to Host a Viking Funeral. The Case for Burning Your Regrets, Chasing Your Crazy Ideas, and Becoming the Person You're Meant to Be. I love that. Um... That's a, what a great title. In the insert, it says, what holds us back from living the lives we were meant to live? What if we could take those regrets, mistakes, doubts, and worries and simply burn them to the ground? Kyle Shield decided to celebrate his 30th birthday by building a 16-foot-long cardboard ship and burning it as a symbolic farewell to his 20s. To his surprise, the video of the celebration went viral. Soon, his inbox was flooded with emails, and strangely, they all said the same thing. You inspired me to let go of some things from my past. I just wish I could do it with a cool Viking funeral like you did. I love that. I love that. This one not only sounds like a page turner, it sounds like yeah. a life page turner. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Do you think... Like I said, I'm not much of a reader. I'm lucky to be able to get through a book, let alone multiple uh -huh. books. Can uh -huh. books like the first two that I described to you be read concurrently or do they need to be read individually? Like, what do you think about that? Um, for, uh, so, okay, I'm guessing that with Kyle, this left guy, Kyle. Yeah. So you got a book, one from Lyle and one from Kyle. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's book, I'm guessing, is going to lay some type of um, a bit of a philosophical intro or structure, and then we'll walk you through something. Yeah, I would, you know what? Yeah, I would say so. Um, because the 92, I don't know what the system is that they have, the 92 ways to talk to people. Um, I don't know what system that they're using or that they're talking about or something, but I would say um, that's one that you can easily grab a chapter from and then step away and do the other book if you want to read them concurrently. Yeah, I feel like I just spend way too much time saying yes. Uh, I no, guess, I like when you like podcast. 
you know, I, I prefer that you lay out some reasoning behind your, I, I don't like just one word answers. Those make me uncomfortable. So I'm glad you elaborate. <laughs> and I don't want to talk that we're not a book podcast, but I will just say, uh, I will tell you about this last one. Um, this last one is called, uh, and this is a different genre. This is some fiction. The first two were more in like Ooh. the self-help, self-actualization uh, type of genre. And I felt like I needed something with more of a storyline, like, uh, like a movie or some true. I, like, I love true crime. So I went with She's Gone by David Bell. She's Gone. And uh, the subtitle is The Perfect Couple is the Perfect Lie. Oh, and, and book, I'm gonna... I see on the title there that She's Gone is written five times. The title of the book is not She's Gone, She's Gone, She's Gone, She's Gone, She's Gone. It's just She's Gone. They really just wanted to drive home the point on the okay. cover. Um, here, here's a quick synopsis of She's, she's Gone by uh, best-selling author David Bell. When 17-year-old Hunter Gifford wakes up in the hospital on the night of homecoming, He's shocked to learn he and his girlfriend, Chloe Summers, have been in a terrible car accident. Hunter has no memory of the crash, and his shock turns to horror when he is told Chloe's blood has been found in the car, but she has disappeared. Back at school, his fellow students taunt him, and his former best friend starts making a true crime documentary about the case, one that points the finger directly at Hunter. And just when things can't get any worse... Chloe's mother stands in front of the entire town in a candlelight vigil and accuses Hunter of murder. Under mounting pressure from the police, Hunter takes matters into his own hands by questioning anyone who might know the truth and posting videos to prove his innocence. When Hunter learns he and Chloe were seen arguing loudly outside the dance, he faces a sickening possibility. Was he angry enough to kill the person he loved? Wow, a lot of detail. A lot of detail on that, on the back of that book, I feel like. Little, maybe a little too much. Um, no, no, I enjoyed it. I feel like, at, you ever watch a, a movie trailer and you're like, ah, I feel like I just watched the movie. Like they didn't leave anything, they didn't seem to leave anything out. And it, it already looks like there's a happy ending. You know, yeah, and they fought and. You feel like the trailer tells you the whole story. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's old Luther judging a book by its cover. And we don't do that. We don't kink shame. We don't judge books by covers. Damn straight. That's two things that we've never stood for on the big if. Um, and I'm just going to write that down again <clears throat> just to memorialize that. And if, you know, if this, we're coming up on our uh, a year of doing this. And we, we feel like we're trending in a positive direction. Um, but even should, should we fail, which I don't think we will, um, at least we can rest our head on the pillow at night, knowing that we stood firmly on our two pillars. And that's that we do not kink shame and we don't judge books by covers. And whatever happens, happens. We just kind of trust the process. It's true. That is true. Um, I'm glad that uh, we got that straight. And if we lose listeners because of this, that's we didn't fine. watch it. We, we, we don't didn't come, watch it. We didn't come for your approval. Um, you know what would be really funny is if, like, for some reason, there was a large contingency of our listeners that were like high-level conservative politicians, real kink shamers. Real kink shamers, and then we just lost them right now. We just lost them. <laughs> but if it picks up those Antarctic listeners that we've been yearning for, then it was a trade well worth making. That's true. That's true. What If you had to name up some sort of kink that originated in um, Antarctica, what would you call it? If I had to do what from Antarctica? If you had to name like a kink that some, that originated in Antarctica, what would you name it? Polar bear fucking. <laughs> that big white hairy ass. Like polar, polar dick or something like that. 
Yeah, like sticking your dick in like, like one a, of those. That sounds more like, like a, like something bad, like polar dick. Like if you were like a lonely ice fisherman, you know how people sit on the ice and they drill a little hole and they sit there. If you just yeah. took like a little screwdriver, just drilled a little hole in the ice, and when it got lonely out on the pond, you just just Jason Biggs from American Pie, but instead of a pie, it's an yeah. iceberg. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you think that that's would... ever been done before? You think a lonely I... fisherman has ever? Hands down. Hands down. Someone has done that. You know why I know that somebody has done that before? Because we have milk. We have milk. And um, there had to have been the first person, some first guy looked at a cow's udder and was like, I want some of that. And then it became, who who was this insane person? This insane person that looked at a cow's udder and was like, this is it. This is me. And I wonder how many animals they went through first tugging on their nipples and it did not eat any milk before they got the one that was like, oh, okay, this is the one that we can get it from. There's yeah, like exactly. a, there was a, just like a, what other, like a horse out there that's like, what the fuck are you doing to me right yeah. now? Yeah, or like a fat wolf or something that they just tried to milk and like that didn't work. It just got gnarled up. That You can't milk a wolf. So I guess cows, I, I guess it's no surprise. Cows are pretty, um, you know, docile, it, it would seem, and uh, they'll stand still, at least in those cages, I guess they will. But have you ever, uh, have you ever yeah, tasted someone breast, has definitely stuck breast, breast milk? In, have I ever tasted breast milk? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I think I was a formula kid. Well, I don't, mean as a, I don't mean as a baby. Like, as an adult, have you ever tasted a woman's <laughs> breast milk? No, I don't think I have. Yeah. Have you? I have. Really? I have, yeah. Wow. Was it sour? Was it... What was it like? Um... I don't remember. I know I didn't take in a whole lot of it. I think I might have just had a little dollop or something. Um, <laughs> a little dollop. A little dollop of breast milk. Uh, one of my. You make it sound like you stuck like a little teaspoon down into a, a little, a little thing of Cool Whip or something. You're like I just got a little dollop. No, I believe the. Uh... I believe the circumstances were I'm friend I've been really good friends with this couple for a long time. You've met them, but I won't say their name on here. And when they were pregnant with when they were pregnant with one of their kids, I was hanging out over at their house. Not pregnant, but I guess they had recently had a newborn and they had I guess a, it's not like I just pulled it right off the teeth. I think she just took the bottle and kind of squirted it on to this little nook of my hand right here between my thumb and my forefinger. <laughs> just a little dollop same, like i said that's before. the same area that you put like a, a little bit of caviar or something or cocaine yeah or anything cocaine. You're gonna inj- yeah yeah and i just that's a know, great little, uh, little that's a natural palate area a natural little place yeah the wedding so just a little little slurp of the breast milk um well, that, i don't remember slurp. little slurp of the dollop i don't remember it being uh I don't really remember one way or the other. I, I, I know I didn't like love it and like sneak into the fridge and like take a swig out of it while they were in the living room or anything like that. But I also wasn't like completely grossed out. I think it just kind of was. I think it just, you know, one of those things. Is it warm? Uh, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember. I wish I would have taken more of a mental note of this experience because I don't know. I haven't done it since. I don't know if I'll do it again. So I wish I would have made more of a, a, you know, made a point to remember it a little better. Um, I have, uh, I have like a little black book in my kitchen and it looks just kind of like a little notebook and it's got, it's got notes for one, which is kind of fun sometimes, you know, you like try to like talk about like notes or something, you know, you're just, you're just, um, 
speaking to people about the palate and the mouthfeel and the taste and the aromas and all the stuff. And so you make notes. Do you think there's anyone out there who has a similar type of book for breast milk? I have pretty much come to the point where I believe that if you can think it up, somebody out there is crazy enough to have done it. I think, I think you're right. I, I'm I can almost guarantee it. And if there's not, maybe this is an opportunity um, that I shouldn't have said that, but um, that there's someone out there who is purchasing breast milk online, um, dark internet, whatever, and they're purchasing it for their own sustenance as opposed to uh, offering it to infants. Oh, I'm sure there's some freaks out there who purchase women's breast milk and have some sort of weird Jeffrey Dahmer thing going on with that. Uh, when I was teaching, Sorry, I brought and I was, we're not a we're not an anti breast anti breastfeeding podcast. No, in fact, refer back to pillar one. We don't kink shame. Yeah, so if your kink is breast milk, that's your kink, <laughs> and you you do your thing. Uh, back when I was teaching, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was one of the uh, I was one of the few male teachers in the building, and I was given the task every year of giving the maturity puberty type talk to the fourth grade boys at the end of fourth grade, and um, we always just kind of opened it up for questions after you we had to show the, the video. puberty talk. Yeah, so me and the male gym teacher who was. He was kind of a fucking square. That dude was a loser. He's, I'm, he's still there. He's still a loser. I hope he listens to this. Dude, you're a fucking <laughs> loser. But uh, right. yeah, me and him sat in the room and uh, the, the program came with like a video that we had to show and it was the stupidest shit ever. It was outdated and just kind of lame and just I'm sure the kids didn't really like connect with it in any way, but we would watch the video and then we would open it up to questions. And if kids were uh, confident enough or open enough, we allowed them to uh, raise their hand and ask their question out loud. But if they preferred, we allowed them to write it down on an index card uh, anonymously, put it in a box, and then we would pull out questions and answer them. And I actually, I made a TikTok out of it early on in my TikTok days before TikTok uh, kind of had some effects on me. But um, it's actually what really first started my TikTok account and helped me get some followers with these sex ed videos that I posted. And I never showed the kid and I never named any names. I just showed the card with, uh, the questions that they would ask on it. And I don't know if these kids were just being little nine-year-old smart asses or if they really <laughs> were curious about this, but I got a lot of questions about if, uh, if a, black woman was breastfeeding was it chocolate milk and i'm not making a joke i seriously had multiple fourth graders ask this question wow and in across different years um no i think uh, this was all in one year so i wonder and looking back on it i wonder if it seems like something that you or i would have done when we were in fourth grade like hey let's fuck with these guys later when they give us this talk let's ask some crazy questions uh but yeah they were they were interested in knowing if if breast milk could be chocolate milk i think there was one about like strawberry milk uh the best the best question i ever got and then this is verbatim when i tell this story i don't I don't change any words. This is a direct quote. So um, there was this kid and he was built like I would have been built in elementary school, short, stocky, bowl haircut, uh, a little rough around the edges. Uh, but he was brave enough to raise his hand and ask his question. And he raises his hand and I called on him and he goes, he says, does how tall you are make a difference on how big your cock is? <laughs> he said cock as a fourth grader he didn't say penis he said does how tall you are make a difference on how big your cock is 
<laughs> Why did you reply? I said, yeah, bro, and you better hope you start growing soon. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. No, I, I, I mean, I think I obviously think I answered it by the books and kind of did the, the p politically correct answer. Of, like you're going to just have to ask your dad. <laughs> yeah, ask, ask your dad that one. <laughs> Oh man. But there was a lot of questions about like uh how babies were made. One of them one of them was why do boners feel weird? Why do they feel weird, huh? Yeah, that was the exact wording on that one. Why do boners <laughs> feel weird? <laughs> I'm kinda liking that too. You know, because you wake up with one. And um I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I sleep uh I'll find myself sleeping on my stomach once in a while. Okay. And when you wake up with when you wake up with a boner like that, it just it's a lot of pressure. The whole <laughs> weight's on it. It it, it doesn't feel great. Did you tell him about that? Did you tell him about that type of boner? Yeah, and I said, Hey, eventually you're gonna wake up with what we like to call morning wood. And you're going to have to take a piss and it's gonna be tough. It's hard to piss with that thing. So what I recommend what I recommend as your, as your Spanish teacher is that you, <laughs> what I recommend as your Spanish teacher is that you sit down for the morning wood pee, tuck, tuck the boner down into the toilet seat so that you can just straight shot down to the toilet. Cause if you try to stand and just free ball it, that shit, it's going everywhere. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to do way more damage than um, one way than the other. That's for sure. Life hacks with senior. <laughs> listen, kids, I'm your Spanish teacher. You, you got to listen to me on this one. Oh, uh, yeah. I still haven't necessarily mastered the morning wood pee yet. It's, I told him it's a lifelong yeah, battle. It is. It really is. What's, oh, it, okay. What's the top, top three peas? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna name Period. one. Yeah, like, like just situations where you pee, and it's like uh, one of the like a if we did top three beers, like you might say a shower beer or a morning okay. beer. So top give me peas. give me a give me your Mount Rushmore of peas. Um, you know the one that comes to mind is. Uh, the after movie pee after movie pee like after you've been kind of held captive there for a while and you after you've been in in the theater i i now i remember this because i was seeing um <clears throat> you know back in the day titanic was a big deal and so i was seeing it for like the second or third time in theaters you know and um i remember like that's a long one really long one and it's a lot of water too so i, I remember yeah. really having to pee then even as a young man, I remember, I, I, I could recognize that that was a good piece. You know what um, I have no I, choice about now when you mention Titanic? What? Jeff Skaggs. <laughs> Big boob guy. Oh, Huge boob guy. Huge boob guy. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what a boob guy this guy is. Um, but don't show him too. Don't show him too. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to... You got the after movie pee. Yeah. I'm going to go with one that I feel like is pretty obvious, and it's the after ejaculation pee. Whether mm. it's sex, whether it's whether you took care of yourself, the after, the after jack pee is a top notch pee. Yeah, I would agree with that because you're really clearing the pipe, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like a nice emptying. Does the body good a nice emptying yeah i would agree um you know i'd also throw in um and the, the same same idea as the movie theater p is the is the after flight p oh yeah same idea you're kind of held captive there um now you have the option to go p in both instances um but should you choose not to you'll be rewarded on the other side 
with a very nice piece. Um, I guess also, you know, there's like a, there's the find a place to PEP, you know. <laughs> Where you just have to make, do you MacGyver it? Just find a you, place to make it happen. Yeah, you kind of, like you got to hide, you know, so like, I don't know, you're in a parking lot or something <laughs> or uh, whatever the case may be, you know. Um, you're at a Kid Rock concert, whatever the case is. You've got to find, find some way to pee inconspicuously. That pee yeah. is, a, is a pretty... It's not... Um, look, I'm not saying that it's... Maybe it doesn't belong in the Mount Rushmore piece, but it's one of those pees that um, makes a good story. Yeah, I uh, I got another one also, the outdoor pee, where you just have, have really no boundaries, whether you're camping or golfing, and the, the world is your toilet at that point. <laughs> That's true, yeah, similar to the ocean pee. I was thinking about that too, like the, the in the water pee. Do I, try, do I pee in the pool? I try not to. Have I peed in a pool? Absolutely, I'd be lying if I said I didn't. So the... The pee in the water, maybe when you're around somebody else, kind of in a close vicinity, and you're like still talking to them, and they have no yeah, idea that you're just—that's not a cool move. You're just releasing that sweet, sweet brine just right in the general vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's not a cool move. But it, I, I get what you're saying, and um, that it is a it is a very relieving pee to pee in a pool. And I would, I would almost, I'm, I'm curious now, you know, um, if, if there is a right answer to this, I, I don't know what it is. How many pools are times? Like, what is my ratio of not peeing to peeing in pools of my life, across my lifetime? Yeah, I, I would have no idea how to even venture a guess. Uh, um, and every time I pee in a pool, even though I've never actually seen it in real life, I have the same thought every time. And that is, this is going to be the, the pool that has that feature that has <laughs> yeah. like a red circle, like a dye circle around you when you finally do it. And I always think I'm going to get busted and I always end up not getting busted. But is that real or is that just like an old wives tale? Does that technology exist? Uh, I'm looking it up right now because I need, I need to know. Is Cool, An article published in 2000, Snopes confirmed such a dye did not exist. So no, it is not. Urine indicator dye is not real. All right. Spray away, my friends. Spray away, everybody. You know what? I don't. I might edit that part out because I don't want uh, just to give a free pass to all of our listeners just to go pissing, pissing in pools. <laughs> you know, okay. we're not a pro pool pissing podcast. If you're in a Are situation you have no other, if you have no other resort, fine. Mm -hmm. But yes, try to find another solution before you just brine everybody in the pool yeah yeah okay and by, by by contrast by contrast and let me throw out this is my number one pee Ooh, okay i'm intrigued the shower pee shower pee is a great pee love being in the shower same idea as as doing it in the outdoors except like you're being cleaned while it's, it's while it's happening like it's being rinsed away and then you can just you know get some soap and a washcloth or whatever, loofah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's my number one pee. And it's relaxing and, you know, you can see a little bit of color mixed in sometimes with the clear water going down the drain. You're like, ah, that's me. And you get, you get a real sense for how much water is coming out of you, your shower versus your bladder. It's great. What percentage of the population do you think pees in the shower I don't even want to... Which population? What percentage of the population? Like, if we were to take a, 
of the world population? Yeah, I mean, we're not going to, I don't think we can get all seven and a half billion, but if we were to grab a big, a big chunk of people and ask them, do you or have you, and I guess those are two different questions, do you and have you, but uh, what percentage of the population do you think pees in the shower on a semi-regular basis? I would say, we're going world population here. I'm... <clears throat> I think the majority of the world pees in the shower. Um, I would say 68% of the world pees in the shower. I think that's fair. Maybe more. I remember we asked, we asked a group of friends in high school who peed in the shower. And there's one name that stands out to me, uh, as someone that said that they did not, and I didn't believe them at the time, and I still don't believe them now. Um, it was a girl. Her initials were LB, and I still don't believe her to this day. Uh, girl, I bet you peed in the shower then. I bet you do it even more now. <laughs> do you know who I'm talking about? I think I do. Um, she was... She's also one of the ones that raised a stink about the 10-year reunion, and I have no... I hope I never see her talk to her again. Fucking loser. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, well... All right, that's enough pee talk, right? Well, one more. Let me finish yeah. with one. I'll put, a, I'll put a bow on the pee talk, but... Yeah, what's your number uh, one pee? I don't know if it's my number one, but I'd be remiss. If I did not put this on the list, I would feel like I was not being honest with myself. And that is the, uh, and I don't advocate this because it's dangerous. And this is another last resort pee. But the pee while you're driving, uh, when you just have no choice, you, there's no stopping and you got to go. If you find a Gatorade bottle, an empty Starbucks cup, something, um, you're risking splashback. There's no doubt about that. You're risking um, much more than splashback. <laughs> yeah, splashback's probably the least of your worries there. But the uh, the vehicle P is a P that, when you execute it safely, is probably on the Mount Rushmore for me. Again, I don't advocate <laughs> it. I, so just, I will. You not... appreciate good form and execution, is what you're saying. Yeah, if you if you can get it done safely um, without ending up on any sort of sex offender list or causing an accident when you execute the car pee and you feel that relief um like okay i can go for a while now uh that's a that's a that's a pro move i respect it i don't advocate it but i respect it yeah yeah totally agree i, I remember um when i was driving out to california to move to move out here you know i had a couple of those right i mean i'm pulling a u-haul you can't just pull over or something. Um, so I'd grab a, a reach for a Gatorade bottle. And somewhere in Arizona, um, that Gatorade bottle definitely, like, you know, I was up, you know, kind of, kind of like hovering over, trying to get, like, trying to get the you bottle get, underneath. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to get leverage. Yeah, and then you kind of try to, like, wiggle or thread your, uh, your, like, the top of your penis you know, over the opening of the bottle and so you start yeah. peeing into it and then I don't know if I like flipped up or whatever happened bumping the road or just nervous but um, I dropped it and it went all over the seat beneath me and so I hovered there for a little while like what am I gonna do like I can't I can't like I can't like hover and press the brake because I'd be like pulling back and it just wasn't gonna work so no. I eventually just had to concede and I just uh, I was like all right and I just sat in my own pee for probably a hundred miles That's a hopeless feeling when you're pissing in a bottle and you know it's you you're like shit, this bottle's twenty ounces. I'm about thirteen <laughs> ounces in, and I'm not showing any signs of slowing down. Like uh we have a situation on our hands here. Am I gonna have to pinch this off like a water hose? Like what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
All right, well, that concludes the P part of this this episode. Yep, you're welcome. Yep. So Um, what else? How was the dentist? Let's let's go to a different part of the body. How was your dentist uh, trip? Not good. Not good. A good dentist trip. What's the problem? Ah, they used the, the old G word on me. Oh, okay. Gum, gum disease. Is that gum I disease? Have, yeah, I have swelling, I guess, uh, my gums. Um, it's not a good sign uh, necessarily, um, you know, and, and your oral health, uh, as I understand it, is a pretty good, like, barometer, supposedly, uh, of your actual health. Um, or it's like an early warning sign or something like that. So I'm going, oh my gosh. All right. So of course, um, it's, you know, going to cost a portion to get deep cleaning and, and everything. And I'm on like a maintenance plan now. It's like a live with it situation. Not, a, it's like a management situation, not a curate situation. So I'm unhappy you- about that. Um, I've been processing that for the last 24 hours. Did you feel anything within, like, did you, were you having any issues with your gums that made you think that this was a possibility or was this like a surprise to you? Um, no, not, I didn't feel anything. It's more, um, until like over the last 24 hours, obviously I've been like really touchy about like, you know, like going around my mouth and shot my mouth and my tongue trying to feel if anything's sensitive, and there are a few sensitive areas. I, I just thought it was because I was, I'm pretty good at flossing. I floss uh, daily. Oh, let's, all right. I floss, let's say, five days a week, to be honest. Um, okay. And I don't know. I thought that was decent, but I'm comparing myself, I feel like, to other people, not necessarily what my own health demands me. So for all of that is to say, I thought I had decent, uh, I thought it was just flossing that was like making them sensitive. And apparently it's more like bacteria, which is exciting. So I'm going to go on this plan. It's going to cost a fortune. And then um, I'm going to get like my bottom teeth straightened up with this thing called Candid, I think. So uh, yeah, I'm, you know what? I'm I'm like 18 months away from a new smile. Are you? Uh, did you have any cavities? Was the word cavity thrown around at all? The word cavity was not thrown around. Um, no. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, do so you ever wonder? It's, it's been a, it's been it's been an introspective uh, last 24 hours, <clears throat> and then I went to the dermatologist today. You know, because uh, I've I've got other situations going. I'm you know I'm 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 figuring it out. Um, as a person who run, owns his own business and is self-employed, would that be an accurate way to describe your situation? Yeah, technically, yeah, yeah, it would be accurate. Is Sometimes that, it doesn't feel that way, but yeah. Is does that make this dentist situation any more challenging? Like, what's your insurance situation like as a self-employed person? Right. Good question. I am thankfully um, insured through my spouse's company, so I'm on her plan. There you go. Which is helpful. Um, and uh, we found out about it like right during open enrollment here, so um, we'll be able to adjust something if needed and you know thankful for my wife because starting a business ain't easy and um like a couple of my clients or i don't know we don't have to talk about this part we should we should be we are pro fucking downer on this show or i'm sorry uh we are con what is it we're not we're we're not downers on this show i'm losing it I'm you have All right. Well, we can change the topic. We got a little time left here. So, all right. How much uh, time? Are, how far are we in? 
Oh, I don't know. Probably 40, 45 minutes or so. I'm not exactly sure. All right. I got another few minutes for me. Okay. Um, so uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't. Whoa. Whoa. Monty. Monty. Love that boy. Love him. Love that guy. Uh, He's telling you. Monty. I think Amazon might be here. I, I'm getting a backpack delivered. I got a new Ooh. backpack for this trip. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Same day delivery. Shout out Amazon. Way to go, Bezos. So uh, uh, actually, I've got a shoot on Saturday, and I needed something, and Amazon's going to get it to me tomorrow. So yeah, shout out Amazon. No free ads, but uh, thanks for making that possible. Um. Yeah, so we probably this will probably be our last episode before I head on my, my little trip. Yeah, I'm That's excited. Right. I'm okay, excited. yeah. Talk to me. What's going to happen in Mexico? What If you had to make three predictions about what's going to happen in Mexico, one, incredibly realistic. Two, maybe. Probably. Maybe. Three, oh my gosh, no way you came back with that story. What did, what fits those three categories? Okay, my prediction of what I do think is more than likely to happen is I am going to visit one of the seven wonders of the world. I'm extremely excited about that. And that is Chichen Itza? Is that right? Chichen Itza. Um, through, it's a, I think it's about an hour and a half, two hours away from where I'm going to be staying. And um, I thought about just paying some taxi driver to take me, but I have some trepidation about that for whatever reason. So through Airbnb experiences, um, there's Chichen Itza with a local, where a local comes and picks you up. Um, so he would come and pick me up from my front door, drive me out to Chichen Itza, kind of give me the tour there, uh, take you to a cenote, an underground cave to kind of do the swimming take some pictures thing and then take, uh, take you for lunch at a native like Mayan restaurant, not necessarily like Mexican cuisine, but more of like the Mayan cuisine. Um, so I really want to do that. Uh, si, uh, yo quiero hablar, uh, mucho español in las vacaciones. Um, todo en español posible shout out to our Latino community yeah so I'm excited I've been to Mexico a handful of times and I've seen some of the Mayan ruins but I've never seen uh, El Castillo which is the big main like ruin that you probably think you google or when you think of Chichen Itza I find it interesting because it has 365 steps from the ground to the top and obviously those correspond with the days of the year. And mm -hmm. on the, I read that on the winter and summer equinox, I could be butchering that, but that sounds right. Um, mm -hmm. At a certain time of day, the way the shadows hit it makes it look like there's a snake slithering down the steps. I don't think I'm going to be there on the equinox, but uh, I'm just excited cool. to see this thing. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. So. I think I'm going to spend the money to make sure I do that. That's my prediction of what I think will definitely happen. I love it. All right. Um, in terms of what I hope happens, but I'm less confident in, I want to take a surf lesson and end up getting up on a surfboard. Nice. I, like I don't know. I don't know exactly what the surf scene is like down there. I know there's a lot of snorkeling and scuba diving and stuff like that, but I've looked up a little bit about surfing. I think there's a place where I can go get like an hour lesson and then an hour of board time. I don't know if that's enough to get me up on there. If I need, I don't know if that'll get it done, but I have a goal to leave this trip saying that I caught a wave. Well, maybe, uh, maybe you do that like early on in the trip. So if for some reason you don't catch it, 
maybe you caught the bug a little bit and you go back uh, like last day or something. Yeah, that's true. If I do it on the last day and I fail, there's no buffer time no, to get yeah. a shot. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm coming back with that story. I'm going to throw you a curveball and I'm going to say that I hope I don't have one of those. I don't want anything like that. All right. Because that would that would spell uh, trouble. You think? And as we've talked about it before on the pod, um, I've had a couple of touchy encounters in Mexico that could have went in very different directions than how they played out. Um, yeah. Every time alcohol was involved and uh, if everything goes according to planned on this trip, there will be no alcohol involved. There will just be a lot of water. Well, that's another thing. Like you can't drink the water down there. So I'm going to have to find some bottled water, maybe some, some Topo Chico, like sparkling water, some virgin drinks. But I, I really hope I'm, supermercado. supermercado. If I, they have so many cool um, brands and drinks that we don't have here in the U S. Yeah. So I really, I, I hope I don't come back with a, oh my God, you would not believe what happened to me while I was down there. Okay. All right. What if it was more like, um, oh my God, you wouldn't believe the president of Trinidad and Tobago showed up and we both like went on a hike together. And it was Yeah, like, I guess yeah. it would be, Tulum is kind of an area where I would not be totally surprised if I ran into some sort of quote unquote celebrity or somebody recognizable. So I guess that would, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll change it. I'll say it would be cool to like run into somebody noteworthy uh, while on a trip by myself and maybe make a friend that it would be interesting to say that you met them and hung out with them and did some things. So not counting on that, but that would be cool. Maybe I'm surfing with Steve-O or, Paulie Shore, Tom Brady. Maybe Tom Brady says, fuck the Buccaneers and goes to Tulum. <laughs> Single Tom Brady and me just out on the town, just picking up the Latinas. It's a non-zero chance. That's true. It is a non-zero chance. Um, yeah, who else? Who else would be a great encounter where, like, what? Rihanna? <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah, that'd be nuts. But hey, um, if you come back with Rihanna's number, then guaranteed we're going to pick up more listeners. Probably in Barbados. Probably. probably. Well, she isn't probably in Barbados? Well, she's from Barbados, so it wouldn't surprise me if I befriended her if, we, if our Barbados oh. listenership went up pretty significantly. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. And maybe you would move to Barbados. I'm not ruling it out. It'd be, it'd be foolish of me to rule out that possibility. Rihanna, if you're listening and you're looking for a life partner who's a really reliable guy. Or, or and, we, and he already uh, speaks Espanol. Just go with Kurt. Or I'm sorry, uh, D'Angelo. Or if I ran into... Uh, Taylor Swift down there, and she's like, "Hey, you're that guy on that podcast that called my album trash." <laughs> oh my gosh! I think we lost a lot of listeners for that one. And I was thinking about it, and I'm going. I was thinking about the setting, actually, because you can't escape Taylor Swift in life. Generally, you're going to see her on like People Magazine. You're checking out at the grocery store or something. You're passing by or she's on some ad or you know she just pops up on spot whatever the case may be you can't avoid her and to be her and grow up in the eye like that and to do so seemingly like a normal person is actually pretty spectacular so i want to give you your due taylor i just people can't force you can't force me to listen to your music all right taylor but i do want to give you your due and I apologize for uh, saying fuck you. Um, what I meant to say was fuck your music. 
I, I no, I, I'm not retracting a word I said. I'm still on fuck you, Taylor Swift. I'm still on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if I get the chance to piss on her, I'm gonna do it. Even if she didn't get stung, but okay. How if crazy she's in the would pool. It be? She's in the pool. I was thinking it? it'd be crazy if I'm like I'm reading my book on the beach and I hear a faint like screaming from down the way a little bit <laughs> and a fi- a figure is running toward me and it's Taylor Swift and she's like help me help me I've been stung by a jellyfish and I'm just like lay down girl I know just what to do <laughs> Oh my gosh well I think um I think that's a good enough place that's exactly where i want to uh conclude this episode if i don't because piss on you off to mexico because of a jellyfish thing while i'm there i'm not coming back <laughs> we'll know and um you'll have to dial in next time uh are you gonna are you gonna bring your microphone down there you do are we doing one while you're down there i would love to do one while i'm down there if i can pack I, it, it's a pretty little sleek little deal here it can probably yeah. pack pretty and not have to worry about it um i also think i could probably do it without it but yeah i would love to do one uh while i'm down there all right well if you got you're open for it holler at me and uh, we'll figure it out uh thanks for listening everybody to the big if uh, i am luther with my charming and um mexico bound co-host d'angelo hopkins been fun buddy See you next week. Adios. Adios. See you from Mexico next week. Nos vemos.